Epicor is the essential partner to the world's most essential businesses, offering ERP solutions built for growth and operational success. Explore the industry productivity solutions we curate for the automotive, building supply, distribution, manufacturing, and retail industries by visiting epicor.com slash essential. That's E-P-I-C-O-R dot com slash essential. Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard. The podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business success, build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, here's Kelly Leonard. Hello, and welcome back to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. Today's episode features Vern Schellinger. Vern is a thought leader in the art and science of networking that results in mutually beneficial, trust-based relationships. He provides coaching to individuals on how to make networking an art, not an accident. The part of Boost Vern covers during our conversation is optimizing relationships, which in turn helps you to build your brand and obtain more leads. Let's listen in. Hey, Vern, welcome to the Boost Podcast. Hey, Kelly. It's uh, it's great to be here. Looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So fun fact that I learned about you is that you had a pretty unique start professionally as a Dunkin' Donuts baker. And so I would love to learn a little bit more about sort of that journey where that, how you uh, progressed into the extraordinary individual that you currently are. <laughs> well, it's you know when they, when they talk about career development, they say, "Well, what's what's your plan?" And and I've learned over the years, for most people, there is no plan. Um, and I was in, actually in graduate school in a master's program, and I got very frustrated with what I was doing. And I said, "I need to step away from this uh, for at least six months and just clear my head." And I said, "I've got to earn some money. I'll do something." So I walked into a Dunkin' Donut shop, and you know, all of a sudden, I was making donuts in a, in a Dunkin' Donut shop. And then the, then the manager left and uh, guess what I was the manager wow. so uh, I didn't I didn't have a single credit hour in all of the education in business I didn't have one single business uh, credit hour I didn't know anything about business and I just used kind of my common sense and hard work and lo and behold sales went up and profits went up and what I learned through that was how motivated I am through achievement and, and, and results, tangible results. And that was really a turning point in my whole career. Uh, you know, that might, <laughs> I certainly wasn't planning to be a Dunkin' Donuts baker, but it, it led to a 25, 25 year career with Dunkin' Donuts because, you know, I kept running shops very successfully and they said, well, we need somebody like you training. And that's how I got into training. And like I said, the rest is from training to HR and 25 years later left as the senior VP of HR at Dunkin' wow. Donuts. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, one of the most memorable Dunkin' Donuts uh, commercials is that time to make the donuts. Make I the made donuts. the donuts. Yes. I, was, <laughs> I, I was actually there when I actually was there when we filmed that. I have an autograph picture from Michael Vale, the actor wow. who, was, who was in that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Good memory. In fact, our senior. Our senior VP of, of uh, marketing on a plane to New York, uh, he landed and somebody got up in the plane and said, well, it's time to make the donuts. 
And here's the VP of marketing saying, I know it's working. (laughs) That's right. It sticks, right? It definitely sticks. So good stuff. Well, Vern, I know that you are a networking guru. That is your jam. That's your passion. And I would just love to just tap into your genius because I know here where we are in the D.C. area, and I'm sure it's probably the case all around the country, if not the world, there's no shortage of opportunities, particularly this time of year when you're talking about year end and holiday gatherings and parties and celebrations and all these points of connectivity. And I'm sure there's many of our listeners who are going to find themselves in the perfect environments to test out some new skills or tips, which I'm hoping that you're going to share with us over the course of these next few minutes that we have together. So share with us, what are a few of your, you know, network best practices that you'd like to share? Well, the the first best practice that I would share is the first thing you need to to do if you really want to be effective in networking is have the right mindset to approach networking um, from the mindset that networking is not about talking and taking. It's about teaching and giving. So when I'm interacting with another person, whether it's at a holiday party and, a, and like a networking event or whether it's just, you know, an individual conversation that I'm having with somebody at my workplace, uh, what can I do to teach them something about me? And what can I learn about them through asking them good questions? And the logic to me is pretty simple. The more I teach you about who I am as a person, what I like, what I don't like, my passions, my goals, and the more I learn those same things about you, the greater likelihood we will be able to share information or exchange resources or in some way help one another. And that's really kind of the basis of how a mutually beneficial trust-based relationship, you know, happens. Um, Unfortunately, I I don't think, you know, a lot of people, when they approach networking for the first time, they don't really know what to do or say. They haven't thought about it from a teaching and giving standpoint. And so it's, you know, hi, Kelly, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Well, holiday season, I'm busy. I've got a lot of shopping to do. So do I. And it's a conversation that, you know, is is congenial, but it really doesn't go anywhere. But, you know, one thing that you said that I don't want to minimize is you said something about mindset being so important. And I know you focused on the teaching and giving, and I think that's awesome. But it, for whatever reason, reason that that word mindset triggered for me and it caused me to think of the fact that so many people see networking as negative like they're like I hate networking yes and so don't you think that that probably feeds into a poor mindset as well because naturally if we don't find joy or enjoyment in doing a particular thing that's probably going to negatively impact our results yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, you know, we have eight competencies that contacts count, and that's the first competency. And then it's not, it's it, it's it's no different whether it was networking or anything else. If, if you're involved in an activity and you don't, A, you don't know really what to do or how to do it, and you try and you fail, and then we beat ourselves up because, you know, geez, I'm not very good at that, or I don't like that, or that was a waste of time. Why would I want to do more networking? Right. I wouldn't, right? Yeah. And 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 a lot of it is simply learning what we believe are some pretty simple tools and techniques that if you learn these and practice these, you can create much more engaging conversations with 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 other individuals and and learn more about them and and teach them about yourself. Excellent. So give us another tip or skill that you think is important. So we said something about teaching and giving. Um, What's something else that people should think about? Well, one of the one of the um, other things that that people need to think about is um, making sure that they approach networking with somewhat of a strategic approach. Mm -hmm. 
um, because obviously there's so many opportunities to network. There's almost only so many hours in the day. People are really, really busy. So when you decide to go to a networking event or have lunch with somebody, is this, you know, is this a person that, you know, I'd like to have more of a relationship with? And if I would, you know, think about, you know, what's my agenda? What what, what would I like to learn about this person? What should I be communicating to them about who I am? And how, again, it goes back to how can I teach them and, 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 and how can I, I possibly give back to them? So thinking about it from a strategic standpoint, and then um, when we're with someone, um, we love to use the analogy of an iceberg. So uh, you and I have talked a couple of times and I've gotten to know a little bit about you. But much like an iceberg, I'm, I'm seeing, you know, what's above the water. There's so much more to Kelly Leonard that I don't even know about that over time, the more conversations we have, the more we, we, we converse back and forth, the, the greater likelihood I'll learn more and more about you and, and, and how we can help one another and, uh, and, and ultimately provide resources, opportunities to one another. Because once you become what we call an advocate, uh, and that's someone who knows you really well, and you know them really well, they can pick up the phone and say, hey, Kelly, I, I, I saw this opportunity that I think your business would be great for. And obviously, you're grateful for that, for me to give you, giving you that referral. And you, likewise, you would do the same for me. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, I had to laugh inside when you said, there's so much more to Kelly Leonard that I don't know about. And I was like, yeah, me too. There's so much more to me that I don't know about. <laughs> and, you know, I think that's not unusual. I think a lot of us are learning more about ourselves and what we're capable of and not as we just sort of had those quiet periods and self-assessment and all that emotional intelligence type work, that the inner work that we do on ourselves. So, but I had to laugh and, and share that with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so what else do you got? What's, what's another skill or tip that you'd like to share? Well, well, another skill or tip is, is to think about, um, you know, we talk about, uh, networking, the, the outcomes, the results of networking, uh, being about helping you actually, you know, improve your performance on the job, helping you solve problems, helping you build your career and providing organizational value. If you're in a workplace and you're working, even if it's a small business, how do you bring value to the organization through your networking working uh, efforts? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a, that's a way to uh, again help yourself, but at the same time help help the organization. Absolutely, I'm a big believer in you know the sales and the business development folks shouldn't be the only ones in that mode. Like if you're in an organization, it's in your best interest to be able to help those efforts as well. And a good networker can do that. Yeah, we, we did a, a study and, and uh, we have a, a networking competency assessment that anyone can take. And we've done this with thousands of people. And we did a study recently and, and we asked uh, people, you know, the, they, they said, well, you can't expect our attorneys, our CPAs, our engineers, our program managers to develop business. You know, that's what we have a marketing department for. But much to your point, you know, marketing is everybody's business. Yeah. It's everybody's function within, within an organization. And, um, and that's where uh, you know, one of our competencies is communicating expertise. Well, I can communicate expertise about who I am and what I do, but I also can communicate expertise to others about my team, about my department, about my functions, the accomplishments we've had. I can communicate expertise about my organization, what our value proposition is, how we've helped other 
businesses succeed, whatever the business is. And so that's a, that's a, a, a big part of networking when you can add value to your organization. Absolutely. And especially if you're in a traditional sort of, I'm throwing up air quotes, a cost center um, with or a cost function within the business, it's a great way to be able to sort of justify, I don't want to say justify your existence, but certainly if you're a, you know, a, a part of that engine that's generating revenue, um, it does create tremendous value inside of the organization. Yes, that's for sure. Yeah. So a couple of questions yeah. for you. Um, because yeah. we know that there's no shortage of these gatherings, networking events, how do people go about finding like what's the right event for them to attend? Because it's like, you know, hundreds of events taking place day, midday, yeah. morning, yeah. evening. Like, how do I figure out where I should be spending my time? Well, again, this this goes back to kind of the strategic approach. So, um, and, and, it, it, and it really does involve some research. You, you, you know, you kind of got to work at this. Uh, you know, if I use the example where people go to events and, and they have a bad time, they get a bad taste in their mouth and they don't want to, they don't want to network anymore. It's they just picked an event, it sounded good and they went to it and lo and behold, the people there or the, the venue or whatever it was turned out to be, be not so, not so positive. Certainly for people in most professions, there are always professional associations, whether it's the Marketing Professional Association. Uh, in human resources, it's SHRM, the Society for Human Resource Management. You can go on and on and almost, you know, CPAs, engineers, uh, there's always professional associations. And that would be for anybody who wants to know, you know, what are the current industry trends? Where's the industry going? What the, Where's the profession going? What are the hot buttons in the profession, discussing the issues and challenges you have in your accounting function with other accountants from other organizations. I mean, that's a place where there's a, you know, could be a rich amount of information for people from a, from a networking standpoint. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, that, that would be, again, it's just doing the research and, and, and targeting your, your, uh, your uh, networking to those types of situations. Now, obviously in the holidays, people will get invited to all kinds of parties, friends, parties, relatives, parties. And, and so it's, you know, a more diverse audience. And, and sometimes, you know, networking is never perfect. So if, if I go to 10 events and six or seven of them actually become valuable and I meet some people that I stay in contact with, I'm pretty happy if, you know, two or three of them are kind of duds, then, you know, then that's just the way it's going to happen. Even if I've done my research, sometimes things don't always work out the way you, you, you'd like them to. Yeah. And I guess the important takeaway there is just don't be the dud, right? <laughs> right. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Which yes. goes can, back, you know. which, which parlays into my other thought or question that I wanted to ask you is give me an example of a good question to ask someone. So let's say it's you and I, we're meeting for the first time, we're at some sort of industry event. What's a great way for me to, I guess, break the ice or begin this networking, this mutually beneficial trust-based relationship? What's a great question? I'll start off with a typical question, which is a terrible question. Okay. And that's, that's the, what do you do? What oh, do you, what do you do? Yeah. Question, right? Gotta love that and, one, right? <laughs> yeah, right. And and so I, I say, you know, I'm, I'm the, uh, the vice president of human resources at the American Bankers Association or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? There's a, there's how many vice presidents of human resources across the world? I haven't, I haven't really differentiated myself. I haven't really told you anything about me. I've told you my title, mm-hmm. right? And so when you get the what do you do question, um, it's a great opportunity to communicate something about yourself. Um, 
And, and the simple technique we get people to try to use is, you know, tell someone about a skill or a talent you have and provide a testimonial. We call it the best test answer. So one of the things, if you ask me, what, what do I do? I help develop people's potential. I just managed and led a leadership development program where 64% of the participants were promoted to levels of higher responsibility. So you might ask me some questions about right. that. Your question was, what's a good question for me to ask you? Right. So if I tell you about that for a little bit, I've got to be conscious of, okay, I can't talk about Vern all the time. So I want to learn about Kelly. How can I give to Kelly? I'm teaching you about me. Mm-hmm. So Kelly, tell me a little bit about your business. What's your, and, and I'll give you several questions. You know, what type of business do you do? What type, what kind of business are you in? What's your, what do you provide to your clients and, and, you know, um, the businesses you work with? What's your value proposition? What are some of the biggest challenges you have right now? What are you most proud of in your, in your business? Uh, what accomplishments have you, have you, you know, could, that you could share with me that I, that I could help, help learn, learn something about you? All of those questions about, you know, what the person does, who they are, what they're proud of, uh, what are their challenges, what what big projects are they working on, where do, you know, what, what's coming up in the horizon for them over the next six months. Um, those are questions that get below the waterline. Love it. So, and again, I alluded alluded to this earlier when we first started, the fact that, you know, the holidays are upon us and folks are going to be at holiday events and parties and celebrations. I know I have a few pet peeves and things that you shouldn't do at these types of gatherings. One of my biggest pet peeves, Vern, is when you're eating and someone goes to try to shake your hand. Because it's obvious, like, okay, just even from a sanitary perspective, I don't really want to shake hands because we're eating with our hands right now. So that's one of my pet peeves. What, in your opinion, is something, maybe it's a pet peeve or something like you're like, do not do this. As you move into the holiday gathering celebration season, what's one of your, hey, you're at a networking event, do not do this, people. Uh, well, one of my pet peeves would be, and we've all had this experience at one time or another, is someone who you can start to engage in a conversation with, and it's all about me. And they're telling, and they and they go on and on and on. And, uh, you know, one of the techniques that we try to, you know, tell people to do it with a context count, this is where we, we talk about a competency calling, increasing your social acumen, mm. being able to deal with these type of social interactions and you know, Kelly, it's been real nice meeting you. There's, there's someone else here that I know I've, I've uh, promised that I was going to connect with. Uh, nice to meet you and, you know, and just exit the scene. Uh, <laughs> exit stage that, right. You know, yes. that's, yeah, stage right. That, yes. I mean, that's just, that, that's a pet peeve of mine that somebody's so, you know, so much into themselves because it just goes against such, you know, everything that I've just said about teaching yeah. and giving. Absolutely. No, I hear you. I hear you. This has been great. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for just sharing this information. If there's someone that's listening to the podcast and they're interested in just reconnecting with you, um, what's the best way for our listening community to connect with you? Probably the, the, the best way they can, they can obviously find me on LinkedIn. They're uh, happy to share my email address with, with folks, which is CC, which is, stands for Contacts Count, Vern39 at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Vern, for just sharing your thought leadership and just for everything that you're doing to help 
the business community and business professionals to up level and uh, just embrace more effective networking skills. Well, Kelly, it's been fun. Thanks so much for the opportunity to uh, to talk to you and, and be on the podcast and, and share my passion about networking with uh, hopefully as many people as possible. Thanks again for tuning in to the Boost Podcast. I hope what you heard today will help you to build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. If you liked what you heard, please don't forget to share the podcast with your family and your friends. And while you're at it, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. For more information on me or any of the other services that we provide, feel free to head over to our website, kellytleonard.com. I look forward to catching up with you again on the next episode of the Boost Podcast. Epicor is the essential partner to the world's most essential businesses, offering ERP solutions built for growth and operational success. Explore the industry productivity solutions we curate for the automotive, building supply, distribution, manufacturing, and retail industries by visiting epicor.com essential. That's E-P-I-C-O-R dot essential.